Does manual treasury management and operations have your crypto business stuck in the slow lane? Scale up and speed ahead with Fireblocks, the number one platform for crypto operations and trading pros that makes custody, settlement, and rebalancing quick and easy. Visit fireblocks.com to learn more. I'd like to also thank Kraken. With Kraken, you can instantly buy and sell over 50 of the most popular cryptocurrencies or earn additional rewards through their industry-leading staking service. Payouts are twice a week and you can earn up to 20% each year. Visit kraken.com scoop to learn more. Eager to make more informed decisions around crypto using data you can trust, Chainalysis demystifies cryptocurrency by providing industry-leading compliance, market intelligence, and investigation support for all crypto assets for organizations like Gemini, Crypto.com, and BlockFi. Maximize your potential with the leading blockchain data platform by visiting Chainalysis.com now. Hey, Scoop listeners, I'm Ashlyn Keeley. I cover regulation and policy for The Block, and I'm on the mic this week to give you an overview on what's going on this tax season. In 2021, cryptocurrency concerns became the centerpiece of an ongoing debate over a trillion-dollar infrastructure bill. The Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act included proposals to raise revenue for its intended projects, including a focus on crypto tax reporting. It mandates broker reporting meaning crypto entities that fall under the broker definition, mainly exchanges, have to report to the Internal Revenue Service. That's new for crypto, which historically hasn't had that uniformity in reporting mandates. But some are worried that the definition is too broad and could encompass entities that can't reasonably report to the IRS, like miners or nodes. The bill is signed, and key amendments to clarify that broker definition failed to pass. That means it's all in the Treasury to clarify what it sees as a broker, and the industry is anxiously awaiting its guidance. This week, I took a look at the current landscape of crypto tax reporting and how the coming guidance will affect taxpayers. Turns out, it'll likely make things easier for the average crypto-using taxpayer. Justin Woodward is a tax attorney and co-founder of TaxBit, a crypto tax reporting platform that works with both consumers and institutions. Justin hopped on the mic to give me some context on the history of crypto tax reporting and how the passage of the infrastructure bill will make long-standing processes a bit easier. Can you take me through what information we're waiting on from whom? Congress gave, you know, the mandate saying, hey, we passed this infrastructure bill. Crypto is going to be, you know, a covered security. You have to do information reporting, 1099s. But, you know, Congress gives broad authority. And then the regulatory agencies, the actual Treasury, goes and interprets that authority and gets into the nitty gritty rules of, hey, was there anything Congress missed, you know, based on our interpretation of the statute? What is this? What does this mean in practice? What are the exact, um, you know, ambiguities that we need to straighten out? So that that's what we're waiting on of. We know what's going to be in this guidance because we know the infrastructure bill. And the infrastructure bill is very clear on, you know, what's going to happen here. But the actual treasury regulations are just going to go one step deeper into, you know, actual specifics and dates and times and, you know, how the how the treasury actually wants these brokers to interpret these regulations in practice. I think stepping back, it might help just give a little context on, you know, how we got here in this place with waiting on this guidance. 
So historically, crypto taxes, uh, the IRS has issued clear rules on how crypto is taxed, but all those rules were placed on the end user. So the actual person trading cryptocurrency. That, that's very difficult. So like in the in the stock and equity worlds, if you trade on, you know, your Vanguard or Charles Schwab and you're trading stocks, you actually get issued tax forms right from the broker. But in crypto, sometimes it's hit, hit or miss. You know, sometimes your brokers might give you some statements, your exchanges give you some, you know, tax forms to be helpful. And I think we're seeing that more and more. And that's what tax bits helping these brokers with. But historically, it's really been all on the end user to kind of figure it out themselves. So what we saw with the infrastructure bill was that Congress tried to bring crypto in parity with equities. So they, they tried to make it rather than putting all the end burden on the end user who's trading to just figure out their taxes. Congress actually said, hey, we're going to pass this infrastructure bill to actually put an obligation on the exchanges to provide their users with more helpful tax forms and to also share cost basis with each other so that you know end users aren't left on their own trying to go to their own platforms to figure it out. So Taxbit certainly does that. We have a consumer product where if your exchange does not give you tax forms that are, you know, ready to file, our consumer product will, you know, walk you through the whole process and get you, you know, correct in the law. But as we see this evolution happen with this infrastructure bill and these regulations that are going to come out from the treasury, we're going to see more useful information coming from the exchanges themselves, giving to their users rather than them trying to kind of have to figure it them out themselves. So whatever the Treasury comes out saying, could that have significant implications for this tax season and how people need to file? It will not. Uh, th- there is an effective date on this infrastructure bill, and that's, you know, re- which is going to start next year um, when exchanges have to start preparing this reporting. So this year, it's going to be largely you know, similar. A, a lot of exchanges, um, many that we work with, they've just proactively done, you know, it, it have been reporting because it's helpful to users. Um, you know, it's not a good user experience to just say, hey, end user, go figure it out yourself. Um, it's really complicated. It's led to, you know, users using a variety of different uh, ways to try to calculate it, doing it on their own. Um, it's led to a lot of IRS audits when, you know, taxpayers do this incorrectly. And so it's, it's just hard and it's it, it makes um, a lot of trepidation to retail investors, but especially institutional investors that want to trade cryptocurrency. And they're just like, well, if I trade this asset, I'm going to have to go like figure this out myself rather than, you know, the brokerages actually giving helpful tax forms, you know, when you trade stocks and equities, it's it's less of a um, less of a contemplation of, hey, am I going to get myself down a rabbit hole that I'm going to have to figure out how to get myself out of? Um, but I think we're going to see a lot more parity where crypto is going to be very similar to equities based on this this new guidance. And I think you know it, it, it's going to be a lift for the brokers, um, and that's what we do and we help with. But it's going to be a big benefit to the actual consumers, their users, um, because they they will get those helpful tax forms right from the brokers. So to be clear on why all this matters, the reason we need the brokers to file these 1099s is for the IRS to compare it to an individual's 8949, and hopefully they match so you don't get an audit? That is a correct understanding. So that is how the IRS has historically you know, done taxes. So in the equity world, you can think of this. Vanguard, Charles Schwab, they will give a 1099 to their user, and then they give it to the IRS, and then when the user goes and takes that 1099, takes it, turns it into an 8949 and files it, 
the IRS will compare what the exchange filed to what the user filed. If those things match, then no problem. You're in the clear. And then if they don't match, you may get an automatic matching audit. So that the, the IRS, uh, you know, incredibly overburdened. They don't have a, enough agents to, you know, facilitate all these audits. So they've moved more and more towards these matching systems. You know, how can we solve, you know, tax compliance through technology? It's actually interesting that even the IRS thinks about, you know, using technology to solve these problems, but but they do. And so I think that's a that's going to be one of the developments too. Of right now, um, some exchanges that issue 1099s, you are going to want to you, you need to reconcile back those 1099s so that you don't match and got it. But in, any exchange that you know, Taxbit is one of the largest issuers of 1099s, um, especially in the digital asset space. So if you got issued a 1099 from from an exchange within our network we will make sure that your 8949 reconciles back to that. So you're in the clear, you know, no, no audit. But if, if, if you did file something different, the IRS will be like, you know, why did you report something different than what the exchange said? So the provisions in the infrastructure bill mandate brokers report starting next year, which will make things easier on the end user. Having trouble keeping pace with the crypto boom? When your business is scaling up and your portfolio is growing, you don't want to waste precious time on manual treasury management or settling in rebalancing. Fireblocks can handle that for you with smart, scalable solutions for your crypto business, along with industry-leading security and expertise. They'll take care of the back end so you can focus on the big picture. Visit fireblocks.com to learn more. For the last 10 years, Kraken has been known as one of the best platforms for trading crypto online. Now with the new Kraken app, it's easier than ever to buy and sell over 60 of the most popular cryptocurrencies on the go 24-7. Simply download the Kraken app, connect your bank account, and start investing for as little as $10. Just a minute is all it takes to get started. Are you eager to make more informed decisions around crypto using data you can trust? Chainalysis is here to help. Chainalysis demystifies cryptocurrency by providing industry-leading compliance, market intelligence, and investigation support for all crypto assets for organizations like Gemini, Crypto.com, and BlockFi. Gain unparalleled visibility and maximize your potential with the leading blockchain data platform by visiting Chainalysis.com now. But what about this confusing definition of broker? Will the Treasury take a broad stance? I talked to Seth Wilkes, TaxBet's Senior Director of SME and Government Relations, about what tax experts are expecting from the Treasury guidance. So we're waiting on some pretty significant guidance coming out of the Treasury right now. Could you speak a little bit about what might be in that? Yeah, so I mean, this has been in the news for quite a while now, and, and really, you know, the infrastructure bill that was passed a couple of months ago had some pretty significant, um, you know, sections about digital assets. And what's interesting, though, is that this really isn't the genesis of the guidance and regulations that are going to come out. The, the fact is the IRS and Treasury have been working on the information reporting regs for well over a year now. And they were actually planning on issuing by the end of 2021. But once the infrastructure bill came along and picked that up and pulled those regs into the bill, everything got paused. And so um, it's kind of fascinating kind of thinking about the shell game that is moving things around within the government and 
But the, the fact is, is that this has been in the works for quite a while. But now that the infrastructure bill has been signed into law, I think the IRS will be able to move much quicker because they already did a ton of the work for these new regs. And I, spe- I expect that and I think it's been reported that it'll be out probably within the next few weeks, if not sooner. Obviously, we don't know exactly what's in that guidance yet, but what sort of impact could it have and when will that impact start to matter? So there's three main areas, I think, that really impact. And and this is the impact up at the kind of the exchange and, you know, maybe even protocol level. But let's think about the centralized exchanges first. So like the the Krakens and BlockFi's of the world. So um, the the first thing that's that is part of this bill is that. Um, 1099 reporting will be required across the board. And so, um, you know, it, the, the analogy right now is the 1099B, which basically you, know, you get when you're you know, buying and selling securities. It gives you all of the information that you need to fill out your tax return. You know, it shows your cost basis, your proceeds, gains and losses. Very helpful stuff. And really, most most exchanges that haven't been filing these forms, uh, we've worked, you know, TaxBit has worked with a few of these exchanges that have kind of been voluntarily filing these because it's a good experience for their customers. But everybody will be required to file these going forward. So that's that's the first part. The second part is that the IRS and Treasury are going to require that when you transfer an asset from, you know, let's say from Kraken over to Gemini, they are now requiring what they call transfer statements. And that basically means that, you know, Kraken needs to tell Gemini how much you bought that asset for when you bought it so that when you sell that asset on Gemini, Gemini will be able to report all of the information and you'll know what your full gains and losses are. And that's, you know, this is something that exists in the securities world already. So if you're moving something from, you know, TD Ameritrade over to your Merrill Lynch account, there's a process in place. And so this really is mirroring that same process. So that's the second thing. And then the third thing I think is um, also significant is kind of what they refer to. You know, this, this has primarily been a cash rule, but anytime you move more than $10,000 of cash, there is a process that the bank, pawn shop, merchant, whoever it is, has to report it to the IRS. And it's a way to try to track money laundering and, and capture people doing illicit deeds. And, and so now imagine that we move, we move crypto all the time, right? People are always moving it from, you know, protocols to wallets to exchanges. And each time, if that value at the time is higher than $10,000, then that's got to get reported on this form 8300. So all of this reporting, though, I'm talking about, again, is at the exchange level. It's not really at the individual level. The fact is, a lot of this work that's going to happen at the exchange is going to make life a little bit easier for those who, you know, for the individuals, because it hopefully will give a much broad, a much in-depth picture of your gains and losses and make it easier for you to file your returns. Right. So for somebody who might not have been tracking all of those treasury communications super closely, what are we still waiting on from them? What are they going to clarify? In the infrastructure bill, they had a very broad definition. Right. And, and this definition could encompass not only centralized exchanges, but, you know, DeFi protocols, miners, software developers, hardware wallets and anybody who effectuates, you know, potentially a, a, an exchange of crypto. And and so a lot of people have been worried, like, what's going to happen? And this is just my speculation based off of, you know, a few conversations I've had with, you know, some unofficial folks over at the service. But 
my guess is that this round of regulations that are going to come out will have a much more um, narrow focus on centralized exchanges. Um, again, those regs were in the works before the infrastructure bill came out. And so I think they've just moved forward with that set. So the first one is, and really, I think this is the low hanging fruit, you know, go for the centralized exchanges. They're much more, um, you know, they look a lot more like the traditional broker dealers of securities and commodities. And so it's easy to go after them. But I, I do think that we probably will see additional um, regs coming out that will address, you know, whether protocols and other, um, you know, miners fall into that category of a broker dealer. But I think the first round, we're going to see focus primarily on the centralized exchanges. I'd love to hear a little bit about what TaxBit's doing with its TaxBit network um, and how that solves for perhaps some issues that have that we've seen crop up in previous tax seasons. So I'd love to know what specifically this is solving for. We have always known, and this was our, this was our theory in the beginning, and we really kind of banked hard on it, was that 1099 reporting was going to happen at the exchange level at some point. So we pivoted pretty quickly from being a consumer platform to working with enterprises, you know, back in 2018. And the, the theory was that in every other asset class, that reporting happens at the broker dealer level. And we knew that was that that should be happening. But with the infrastructure bill, a lot of exchanges were actually planning on filing 1099Bs even for 2021. But they saw the effective date in the bill and they decided, hey, I think we've got coverage. We don't want to file more than we have to file with the IRS. Let's wait. But they knew that this is not a good experience for the individuals. And so they've been working, you know, we've been working with, I think it's 20 plus exchanges now um, to create this tax bit network where you as an individual, if you are on Gemini or on BlockFi, you can actually go into TaxBit, create a free account, and we'll pull on all of that data. And we'll even pull in data for, for um, you know, exchanges that are not in the network so that we have a full view of like all your movements and everything. But then we'll actually create the, the tax forms that you need for each one of those exchanges that are in network. And so it, it basically makes it so if all you are doing is you know activity on network on taxbit network exchanges, it won't cost you anything to create your tax form. So it's really kind of an interim step before 1099s happen because we knew at some point 1099 you know Bs or you know they might be called 1099 digital assets. Um, that's 1099 DA, but we've known that's what's going to happen. And for most people, that's going to cover everything that they need to file their taxes now. There always will be the people who are doing the more exotic activity, whether that's you know DeFi or on-chain, where they'll need a tax bit consumer software to help them get through that. But for the, for the majority of people, one or two exchange accounts, and they're not doing a whole lot. And so I think that the tax bit network is kind of an interim step for these exchanges to say, hey, we want to do something for our customers, and this is an, a nice step before we start filing those 1099s. One of the things that I found really interesting about the TaxBit network is that it does include more decentralized entities like Uniswap and also uh, some NFT platforms like OpenSea. And so I want to talk a little bit about where the IRS is standing on those assets right now, uh, if it's different at all, and if the TaxBit network is sort of solving for that. Yeah, so you know when it comes to DeFi, you know getting into you know yield farming or liquidity pools, these these can get pretty interesting and exotic. And so you know I think the IRS has started thinking in terms of you know what the 
you know, what the, what are the economics, right? So what part, what constitutes a taxable transaction? And, and we have a very close relationship with them and we have a lot of informal conversations to, you know, make sure that the way that we're thinking about these transactions aligns with what they're thinking. And so, you know, on, on the DeFi protocols and the, and, and the liquidity pools and yield farming, I think we have a pretty good understanding and, and we've been able to work with our partners like Uniswap to really dig into the nitty gritty of what each of these transactions is doing. And so feel very comfortable about that. Then when it gets into the NFT space, you know, obviously NFTs can represent so many different things, you know, and, you know, for example, with Uniswap V3, you know, instead of getting a, an LP token, when you enter into a pool, you're, you're going to get a, an NFT back. But does that change anything? You know, and the, the reality is it doesn't really change the, you know, the taxability of it. But what if that NFT represents, you know, art? And what happens there? And so we definitely get into other sets of rules about like collectibles as opposed to, you know, investment, um, you know, in, in capital assets. And so I think it, it, it creates this kind of interesting world where we're seeing so many different areas kind of collide together. And, you know, each one has a little bit of a, a unique spin on it. But typically it's really more about what rates are applied. So you're, you're still calculating your gains the same way. You know, if you buy an NFT for $100 and then you sell it for $200, you'll have a $100 gain. Now, if that NFT happened to be, uh, you know, an art, a piece of art, then that potentially could have higher tax rates than if it was just a regular, um, you know, if you were, it was just BTC or something like that. And so I think that there are, are unique things that you have to look at a little bit closer when it comes to NFTs, because you need to look at what the underlying um, asset is. But for the most part, the, the calculations are all pretty basic. And so on the taxpayer side as well, um, what can we expect going into this tax season? I'm The IRS is always overburdened, but I'm hearing all of this chatter that it's especially overburdened. Yeah, I think there's a, a lot of things that are coming into play. And, and frankly, TaxBit is actually guilty for you know playing into this. Um, a lot, number one, a lot of people are leaving the IRS. Um, you know, there's there's just, you know, people are retiring and, you know, they I think the IRS has traditionally had an older workforce. And so I think we see a lot of people who are retiring, but then there's also a lot of really great people in the IRS who are going out to work in industry. Uh, TaxBit just hired on, on, on our subject matter expert team an attorney who has been with the IRS for 15 years, who was you know, one of their main crypto people. And the guy's a total rock star. And he's come over to work with us to you know, help continue building out our products. And so I think that there's a staffing issue. Um, I think that there's a challenge with just technology. You know, um, Technology for the service is just old and antiquated. So when you think about that rapid shift from going from an in-office workforce to being a remote workforce, there's a lot that, you know, into, you know, private companies, we can shift quickly, right? Because we simply don't have the red tape that you have to go through. But, you know, large entities you know, or large public entities like the IRS, there's a lot, it's a lot bigger deal to shift to be able to adopt even Zoom, right? I mean, there's, there's just a lot they have to go through. So I think that that's probably playing into it. And, and then, you know, a lot of people, so staffing shortages, technology, and, you know, just the, I don't know. There's a thousand things that could play into it. But those are the two that I think that stick out to me. So it seems the guidance will likely take a narrow approach for now, aiming to create uniformity for exchange reporting, which the IRS has been teasing for a while. That'll alleviate some headaches for taxpayers, as long as your 8949 and your exchange's 1099 match. But for this tax season, brokers don't yet have to report, and the IRS is particularly overburdened. It might be hard to get a call back from the tax watchdog itself. 
but there are professionals with tools to easily generate your transaction history and the necessary information for tax purposes. Happy filing. Keep an eye out for future policy scoop updates from me, Ashlyn Keeley, to see how it unfolds. See you soon, everybody.